Hey loves, welcome to The Quick Tip. I'm your host, Dejada. And I'm Kamisa, and we are a part of the team at Sister Afia Community Mental Wellness in Chicago. The Quick Tip is a podcast where we discuss relatable topics and Black women's mental wellness. We provide thoughtful reflections, quick tips, and leave you with some things to take action on to improve your mental wellness. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to the Quick Tip Podcast. I'm your host, Kanisha. And I'm Dejada. And today we are here to talk about generational blessings over generational curses. A lot of people are aware of the different patterns within their family that have impacted them from generation to generation. And we're in a season right now where people are ready to break some of the generational patterns and generational curses, but we often do not talk about generational blessings, which are positive things that we can pass from generation to generation that highlight our values, that highlight our strengths, and that highlight our power within our family. So today, Jada and I are going to talk about both generational curses and generational blessings and the things that we want to pass down um, in our families and the things that we want to change as well. So Jada, when you first heard generational curses, like what were some of the first things that came to mind or popped out for you? I will say that I I knew of generational curses and traumas before I knew the term for them. You know, I would hear about the things that happened in my family and I would also be in the middle of experiencing them, but I didn't know that these things had long, long-term effects. And I realized that they were something that impact generations of families. I want to say, I'll say when I, when I understood it, I was in college. But when it really hit me was when I was adulting and I, I things were being pointed out to me like, hey, like things that I was exemplifying that already existed in my family. Like, wow, I am so much like my mom. And, you know, realizing that those were the things that separated me and my mom and that can separate me from other people. And I don't want that to happen. So my first reactions were like, wow, my family's messed up, you know, seeing all these things happen. But when I really put it together, if anything, I I sympathized. I was like, wow, like this happens in my family because we experienced this and it's a traumatic thing. And it's hard to, to get out of, it's hard to pivot. You know, and so instead we just sit in it and it it keeps going and going. So I would say my first first reaction was like, man, we, we messed up. We got so many things wrong, but then it was like, wow, I understand. It was a, it was a moment of understanding. And now I, I think I'm understanding, but also in the place where like, we have to fix this or these stuff like that. How about you? Well, generational curses, the first time I heard it, I was like, ooh, that's strong. <laughs> I was like, ooh, curse? Because when you think about curse, you think about something really, 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 really bad. 
when I was getting my master's in social work, I was in a class called Family Systems. And Family Systems was a class that helped us to understand the generational patterns from, you know, three, four generations ago. And it helped me to explore the family and really getting to know people who I never even met before. Mm-hmm. I had to ask my dad and my mother more and more questions about our family history. And what I realized was that there were so many family secrets, mm-hmm. things that we were dealing with, but weren't really talking about it. And then on top of that, there were things that were very key into who we were as people, as family members that we didn't even talk about. And so that class really helped me to see there are generational curses in our family. And it also highlighted, which was interesting, was that everybody's family has stuff. And so for some reason, when we're in the midst of our own family stuff, we're like, oh, my family stuff is the worst. Like it's, we're messed up. But there are people I can tell you who have money. We did like a genogram of the Kennedy family and a genogram is like a map of like your family history and different things like that. And the Kennedys had so much drama and you would never think like they had money, they had political power. And then, you know, so no family is without it. And so I think sometimes like, for us, especially in the Black community, we may feel like, dang, we just got so many things. But I tell you, it's everybody. Yes, <laughs> Everybody's family has some. Yeah, has that's some so true. I often forget that. I often, I don't want to say I often forget to think outside of myself or like my bubble. But like, it, it, sometimes I just forget like people also have their own stuff going on. So that's very true. What common generational curses have you read about in your and have you read about uh common generational curses in that class that you took Mm -hmm. well the types of relationships that we have with our family members so sometimes if there's like conflict within a family or even um mental health and substance use was a huge one there were so many families where you know the grandfather struggled with alcoholism and then the father, and then the child. So it was really, really interesting. Um, Also, uh, as I shared, conflict between family members, so mothers and daughters, you know, not getting along for generations, right? Or sometimes there may have been something with family structure that was carried on from generation to generation, even sometimes abandonment. I mean, there were so many different things that really came out that were passed on. Um, And then of course, uh, something that we don't talk about as often, but actual physical illness um, Mm -hmm. and how those things pass on. Like I think about how everybody in my family has high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And if you look at, you know, the black community, a lot of people, no matter what they do, still get high blood Mm -hmm. pressure. And so for me, I was like, dang, I could do everything right and still get this. And I don't look at it as like the worst thing, but it makes me think like, wow, what did they do to us back in slavery that had, that changed our health Mm -hmm. in it? So it's 
interesting. And then epigenetics, trauma, how trauma um, lives in the body and it can also be trans, uh, passed down from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. And that's why I was literally thinking like, that is why it's so hard to break generational curses because it's literally embedded in us, no matter, it's being embedded in us as we're in the womb. Like there's, there's nothing you can change about your body or your DNA to get rid of it. And I think that one, that's why I, I really like how now we are tackling the cycle. Like we're trying to stop, there are people like there are more, there are so many people in my age range, like, you know, in their twenties, thirties, like I'm going to be a better parent. I'm like, I'm going to fix this. And even though there's a hundred things fighting back against us, we're eight, we're still able to be resilient and ask for help and go to the doctor, even though like it's, it's hard for us to do. Do you have anything to share about why else it may be hard to break generational curses or helpful and or unhelpful patterns? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll say first before I answer that question, y'all, Gen Z, y'all <laughs> coming to break it all, man. I love it. Y'all like, I'm going to therapy. I'm protecting my mental health. I'm setting boundaries. I'm, yes. I'm, I'm understanding what's happening and that's so beautiful, right? And millennials, we're doing it too, but I feel like your generation, like Gen Z, y'all not playing no games. No, no games. And I love it. I love it because we do have the power to break them. Mm -hmm. We don't believe that we do. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of intentionality and a lot of effort. But I think about, you know, the sacrifices that, our ancestors made so that we could be where we are today. And the things that they went through, our great grandmamas, our aunties, our granddads, you know, our great, great granddads, like the things that they were so intentional about was literally what got us to where we are today. Now, are we perfect in a perfect situation? No, by any means, no. But they did something to help us to where, to get to where we are today. And we still have that power within us as well. It all comes to like really being intentional. So when it comes to breaking generational curses, I think one, just being aware of what they are. I know we talk about like journaling a lot on the podcast, but literally writing down, what am I seeing with each generation in my family? How have those things actually impacted our well-being? as a family. And now what do I believe I want to shift? What are the things that I want to take and what are the things that I want to leave? Mm -hmm. um, because there are great things that we want to keep. We don't have to like just throw everything out. Yeah. So I think that's like one of the biggest things to do is just being aware and thinking about what you have to do and also what you, what you don't have the the control to do because yeah. sometimes we're like we're trying to do it all right yes, I would really but, say that mm -hmm. yeah and some of the things we might be like you know what that's that's a real issue but I know I can't touch that mm -hmm. and 
seeking seeking support like with therapy some people seek you know elders all different people who can help to provide that wisdom to begin to break it mm -hmm. yeah just touching on you don't have to do everything because it's it's hard so even if it's just planting a seed for apple tree in your family's backyard so y'all can always have fruit it's as simple as that and as they say a doctor a day uh, apple away keeps the doctor away so maybe that'll help with the blood pressure <laughs> <laughs> you know you you breaking the cycle right there just by planting the seed but yeah that's 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 cool not that's cool I did have a, a question of success story uh, when it comes to breaking generational curses in your family or any that you've heard of in sessions with clients. Mm -hmm. So I would say within my family, I think one thing that we've done generationally is try to appear that we had it all together. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I can do that sometimes, mm. but in talking to my aunt Deborah and talking to my grandmother, there, there were, and, and some of it was a protective factor that I recognized, you know, and maybe back in that day, you couldn't really tell what was really going on or you couldn't really share your business with other people. So the best thing to do to protect yourself in black environments, white environments in the world was to be the most put together person that you could be. But what that does is it doesn't allow you to be vulnerable. It doesn't allow you to express what you're really feeling. It makes you keep secrets. It keeps you away from people and it really disconnects you from yourself. And so one of the things that my family members are doing is we're talking about everything to each other instead of like, you know, talking about the good things, talking about the things that we're struggling with and not keeping secrets. Like that's something huge. Like for example, I just found out that my aunt Deborah died yesterday. And so wow. it, I hear that. Yeah, yeah. And before, you know, there would have probably my mom probably would have told me, but told me later or maybe tried to put it together in a pretty box. But we talked about the real about Aunt Deborah. We talked about like the struggles that she had and the different relationships with other people. We talked about how she died and it was right away. It wasn't, we're not going to act like we got it together. We're not going to act like we're a perfect family. Mm -hmm. We're going to like address this head on and be honest and create space for one another. So that is something in my family that we're, we're breaking. Um, and then also just being stressed out. Like we, one thing that's carried, which is a generational blessing is like our work ethic, our diligence, like mm -hmm. how much we care, our relationships with other people. But at the same time, those things can stress us out. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I'm recognizing that those things are passed down to me and I've been operating in that space for a long time. And so I'm trying to get out of that <laughs> and say, no, we can we can do do things well and we can be intentional, but we don't have to push ourselves to the limit to mm -hmm. the point that we have health issues and all these other. Things. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to break in my family. Are there any things that you're trying to break? Mm-hmm. Yes, I would say one thing that I'm seeing with my mom, she was someone who had a really rough tra- childhood. Um, she had absent parents, they had addictions and she was abandoned. And that caused her to lack vulnerability. She was a workaholic. But now I see her taking her weekends off because she would work literally seven days a week, double shift sometimes. But now it's like, like today, my son isn't here because he's with my mom. She's not. It's like, hey, mom, you want to watch Sticky Mat? And she was like, okay, yeah, just bring him over. She's just, she's relaxing. She, she's doing workout classes. She, she's taking care of herself more. And I'm seeing that impact her life in other areas. Um, and I'm happy for her. And same with your family. Like my, like my parents are workaholics because at one point when they were younger, they didn't have their parents there to support them financially. And so that, Instead, they just took that and was like, okay, now I never want to not have anything again. And so I'm taken care of financially as a child, but I'm also feeling abandoned because I don't see my parents. So it's something that they changed where their child didn't have to struggle like them financially, but it's still one key part that's missing. And so as I'm a mom now, and I have a full-time job, (laughs) I'm like, okay, how can I have a work-life balance so my son doesn't feel abandoned? And my first day on the job, you know, I let them know, I don't want to be here from nine to five and spend an hour and a half with my son when I get off work. How can we make this work out? And I'm negotiating with my job, which something my parents would never do because mm-hmm. they need this money. Like they, they need their survival mode. But for me, I, I'm realizing my reality, like it's a salary job. I will fulfill these hours at some point, but my priority is having a relationship with my son. And so there's always work to be done, but I think uh, for now, that's how I'm, I'm tackling the generational curses. Um, and just like how an example of my mom, how she's doing. Um, I, I don't know what's happening in the world, but I do think people are just more open to change. And, I, and I'm happy about that, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I love your mom. I always tell you that. <laughs> and she, you know, and she's come to some of our events and different yes. things. And I love that. I love that she's like taking time for herself and that like you're learning from her, you know, like in terms of what you want to do differently mm-hmm. as a mom. And so generational blessings. So Generational blessings is something that is not talked about a lot, you all, but I think it is honestly one of the most important things that we can do, not just to break generational curses, but to also like think about our strengths and our values as families. So there are always things, even if you are in a family that has a lot of conflict, that's had a lot of challenges, 
there are strengths, there are values that you want to pass on from generation to generation. Mm -hmm. And there are sacrifices that perhaps you want to make so that the next generation is better. Mm -hmm. Um, So for example, this is something very simple and monetary, but some, a great grandfather may, you know, create a college fund or an investment, you know, something so that their future children will be able to get a free education Mm -hmm. or something like that. And then there's also things such as what we've been talking about a little bit is like our own self-care, right? So if we're showing that we're taking care of ourselves and if we've had other women or other people in our lives that are taking care of themselves, we are displaying that to our children or we're displaying that to other people in our family unit and that can change, you know, generation to generation. I was the first person in my family to really go to therapy. And so now most people who I'm close to in my family, they're open to it in a way that was never before. And so I'm happy that I, you know, because I had challenges with my mental health, so I had to go. But (laughs) but I'm happy that that's something that we can normalize, like in our family in the future. Mm -hmm. And so I think we all have the values. And so I would love for everybody who listens to think about what are the values? Like, is it grace? Right? Is it love? Is it what are qualities? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how can we pass those things down? So. For you to Jada, are there any generational blessings that you want to, like, as you were saying before, plant the seed and pass mm-hmm. it down for the future? Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Oof. I would say um, confidence. That's something I feel like I carry very well. I feel like I'm a confident person um, and it gets me places even in times I'm not confident. Like, um, when I got the job that I'm in now, I was very nervous because the in-person interview consisted of tasks. And I'm like, what, what do you mean I have to do? I don't know. I just thought I was coming in, answering questions, leaving, but instead of panicking, I was like, I'm going to just do what I know. Like, I got this, I got it in the bag. And just simply having confidence, even if I didn't have the skill, I think I still would have got the job because it was it was mentioned. And I just feel like being confident in yourself and in who you are allows you to have strong relationships with people. And those relationships, relationships get you really far because it's not always about what you know, but about who you know. And it just starts with confidence. That's that's the seed that I'll plant. I think confidence. For sure. That's 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 wonderful. And how do you think like we can shift to focus on generational blessings? Really, we're normalizing breaking generational curses, but how can we I'm trying to think about like how can we normalize focusing on generational blessings? Because a lot of times we focus on what we don't have, right? Like I don't have a good relationship Mm -hmm. with my mom, but a generational, maybe a shift from a generational blessing might be, I want to mentor, you know, another Mm -hmm. young girl, or I have this great cousin that I don't have a, that I have a great relationship with that I can nurture and that can have a positive effect. So Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I want to know kind of like what are your thoughts of like just normalizing generational blessings over looking at what we don't have or focusing on what we do have? Um, I can I think it's similar, if not the same, as thinking from a, a positive place, having a positive outlook on things. So instead of me thinking like, man, my mom abandoned me, like my mom was able to work a job to ensure I had a quality education, which allowed me to get a decent job. And now my child is being able to, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's looking at the positive in the things, which I think will help lead us in a positive way. I think it's just as simple as that. And it's hard. I'm saying it's as simple as that, but it's, it's hard to shift your mindset, especially when you look at things from a negative outlook because it's just so much easier to be negative it's it's a it's lazy like i don't have to you you have to force yourself to think outside of that and if that's all that you know you have to go searching for it almost and that it's coming from someone who had a positive outlook and then had a negative one because just like life happens to you um, you can become depressed. Like, it's a really hard thing to do to focus on a positive, but you can challenge yourself to do it. And that will help with thinking from a generational blessings point of view. What are your thoughts, Kamisha? Yeah, I, I checkmark everything you just said <laughs> about, like, the positives. And then, you know, also, like, knowing that you that it is possible right because sometimes we don't think that it is possible to start something brand new or to enhance or strengthen something but it is possible it is possible for each of us and sometimes it takes baby steps sometimes when we look at the things that we don't have or even sometimes positive things we can be intimidated by trying to do something positive or focusing on generational blessings, but how do you eat, you know, an elephant one bite at a time, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. the saying goes, but that's something that we can also do is to like, take it step by step in a very small way. And that can lead to lasting change um, for the long term. Agreed. So we have a hot topic today, which is therapy speak. So the hot topic is therapy speak are terms or words that are commonly used in therapy that are now kind of in the mainstream. So people may be talking about on social media or in their relationships or with, you know, their friends and I am interested is, you know, if it hurts or helps our mental health to be engaged in therapy speak. Um, so therapy speak, an example could be like boundaries. It could be trauma bonding. Words that we hear, even what we talked about today, breaking generational curses or protecting my peace, like all these different terms. Fighting, narcissism. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Um, 
So, Jada, do you think it's hurting or helping? Do you think it's like in the middle? What are your thoughts? Yeah. Um, after doing a little reading on it, um, I can understand how it can be detrimental to our mental health and our relationships with people. There was a TikTok video of a therapist saying how you should break up with a friend. And it was like, you know, I just think that I, I don't have the time and energy to invest in this relationship anymore. I did some thinking and talking with my therapist and we just think it's best to end this. And that's an example of therapy speak. And a lot of people were like, that's not how you talk to people in reality, but it was just a template that she was putting out. But I think that therapy speak is, it can be beneficial when used properly. So like we did an episode about attachment styles and if it's helpful to think and talk about attachment styles with people who you are in relationship with just to get an understanding of one another and just having an open-ended conversation like, I think I have a secure attachment style in this relationship with you, Kamisha, because, you know, we're always meeting what we say we're going to meet. You know, I don't have, like, we're just always consistent with one another instead of saying, like, and instead of not digging deeper into it and saying how it relates to us. But if I'm like, Kamisha, you gaslighting me, whatever. Without explanation or why I feel that way, I'm just attacking you with it. I feel like that's the detrimental part. And I feel like that's what's happening instead of like, hey, Kamisha, I do feel like this is, instead of saying like, hey, Kamisha, I want to talk to you about something. This has been really sitting on my mind. And I feel like this happened and it made me feel this way. Do you, do you have that same perspective? You know, mm-hmm. oh, you know, taking what you learned in there and actually applying it to your life instead of throwing it in your life. Yes, yes, <laughs> I hundred percent agree. I think in some ways it's helpful because it's helped to expose people to different things that could possibly be helpful for them. But the misuse is exactly what you're talking about, and in some ways, some people can be a little self-centered, in my opinion, in terms of like, my healing is just more important than anything else. Mm-hmm. So anything that like comes into comes into the way or with that, I just got to get rid of it. I got it, you know. So I think that that is definitely a challenge, but I do like that more people are interested in therapy and are taking things from therapy and trying to apply it to their life. But exactly what you're saying, not going deep enough Mm -hmm. to be like, okay, how do I take what I've learned or even what I've seen or heard about in social media, online, whatever. And how can I uh, go about this in a helpful way, in a productive way, in a beneficial way? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's interesting. And one thing that I'm seeing and our team is seeing is that people are self-diagnosing themselves and coming to therapy and being like, I have this. And then us as therapists are like, 
you know, according to our evaluation, what we know that's not currently going on. And then people getting mad at us mm -hmm. <laughs> because they're like, no, I just knew I had ADHD. Yeah. And we're like, according to what you shared with us, mm -hmm. that's not what's going on. But there can even be an attachment mm -hmm. to different right. mental health conditions. And I think it goes to... Yes, like we're just going hop into extreme. We learn about something and it's automatically extreme. It's lacking nuance. But also going to the fact that we are lacking resources to the point where we have to self-diagnose. You know what I'm saying? Like because it's we can we have access to therapists, but we may need psychiatrists. We need more education on mental health. We need more education on just the spectrums of mental health and what that looks like. And that also goes back to the generational curse of not sharing, because if we shared how we're feeling and, you know, like if my mom shared, like, I'm feeling depressed because this happened in my life. I'll understand what depression looks like and how to handle it. Like, it's just, it all, it all relates. It's, it's a whole circle. Wow. Yeah. It's, I, it's like, it, it's, it leaves me speechless. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for weighing in on this. And I've been, this is something that I've been, that I've been seeing a lot and I'm trying to navigate and help the team navigate because <laughs> it, it's, it's some benefits, but it's also some challenges. Um, Jada, we have an on the couch question. Could you share? Mm -hmm. So Tracy has reached out and she wants to know what are some books that she can read when it comes to dealing with a difficult relationship with the parent. Kamisha, do you have any book recommendations? Yes. Uh, so there's a book um, that just came out by Nedra Tawab called Drama Free. I know that's um, a, a, yes. <laughs> I know that's good. <laughs> yes, yeah, Drama Free, A Guide to Managing Unhealthy Family Relationships. It literally came out, I think, maybe like two or three months ago. And then there's another book called It Didn't Start With You. And that's a really great book, especially when it comes to thinking about generational patterns and generational curses of understanding the root cause. And that book is by Mark Woolen. Um, so those are two books that I highly recommend reading. And then just like you all listen to our podcast, you would be surprised. There are definitely podcasts that talk all about family that could be really great resources as well. Yeah, I'm definitely going to check these out. Honestly, I didn't think, I don't know. I just never thought about reading a book about having a better relationship with my parents. You know, you just think like that's like this. You just think based off what you see on TV or with other families, like this is how the relationship is supposed to be but I never thought about reading a book about how to improve my relationship with my parents. So I'm definitely going to check these out. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll tell people, I know we're in a digital age. Read some books, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> read a book. Read a book. Yeah. 
Yes, because it that screen time is just it feels like it's blinding. You can even just read five pages a day. That's what I try to do. Read five pages a day as I'm like on my work commute. It gets you far. <laughs> yep. Yep. But we are at the at the closing of the quick tip. Kamisha, do you have any uh, quick tips when it comes to uh, gener- generational blessings that you like to create for future generations or just anything that pertains to the conversation we've had? Yes. Generational. My quick tip is that generational blessings can start with you. Mm-hmm. Even if it if it didn't happen before you, like it's something that you can start in your family. So as I shared like earlier, writing down what those generational, what you want to focus on or what you want to create for future generations. And I'm excited about just shifting, honestly, instead of focusing as much on the curses and focusing on how we can really strengthen our families in a different way. I like that one. It starts with you. I would like to add to that what we spoke about earlier, focusing on the positives, focusing on the generational blessings that are already happening in your family, Uh, whether that looks like your grandma having buying a home and that's the family's home. You have a place to call home, you know, whether that's, you know, share your family being an open book and continuously just sharing about what's happening in their personal lives. Like that's beautiful to know how your family is doing the history of your family. So yeah, just having a positive outlook when it comes to the things that your family are doing and have done. Well, thank you so much to Jada. This was a great episode. Um, I really enjoyed it. I feel like I got to know you a little bit more. You got to know me a little bit more. And I hope that this episode really helps all of you all to think about generational blessings over generational curses and also how you can be a part of the change that you want to see, not to be cliche with the change you want to see, but the change that you want to see or create in your families. We are going to have one more episode in our Black Family series focused on embracing the Black community. That will be our final episode for the season, you all. Um, I hope you've been enjoying all of our topics so far. So catch us on our next episode of the Quick Tip Podcast on embracing the Black family. Take Black community. (laughs) Take care of all of you and be well. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Quick Tip Podcast with Sissa Afia. Stay connected with us by following us on Instagram and Facebook at Sissa Afia. Join us for one of our upcoming groups, classes, or workshops. And sign up for therapy if you're an Illinois resident at www.sissaafia.com services. And if you enjoyed this episode, do us a favor and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We greatly appreciate you for being a part of our community and we look forward to connecting with you soon. Take care.